Many people hear and admire the testimony of others who turned from great sin to amazing grace. George Muller was one of these people. Born in September of 1805 in Germany, he shares with us almost 30 years of his life that he spent in devotion to God's service after almost 16 years of error and lies, mistakes, and flaws. He describes to us a life of sin and deceit, his repentance of it, and his calling to service. While George was young, he was constantly getting himself and others into trouble. Before I was 10 years old, I had repeatedly stolen government money, which was entrusted to my father and forced him to make up the losses. He goes on to say that when he was 11, he was enrolled in a prestigious school by his father, where one of his favorite pastimes was indulging in sinful practices. While he never specifies the events or practices, many people can probably imagine them. And again later, he remembers. In November, I took a pleasure trip where I spent six days in sin. When his father finds that he is gone, George takes all the money he can find and travels to Brunswick, a nearby city. He continues in his lies and by the age of 16, ends up as an inmate in prison with murderers and thieves. After a year or so, George is released from prison with money paid generously by his father and decides to act on the thoughts he's had about becoming a better man. Although George lays down his disobedience and lies once out of prison, he does not find God immediately. While I was outwardly gaining the esteem of my fellow men, I did not care in the least about God. He was an honorable member of society looked up to by other young people of the early 1800s. He slips back into several old habits a few times until the Lord convicts his soul. While walking with a friend, he hears about a meeting held once a week in which they read the Bible, sing, and pray. And he says, When I heard this, I felt as if I'd found the treasure I had been seeking all my life. He begins to attend these meetings, and the word of the Lord excites him. He went to this man's house almost every day because he could not wait to be filled up with the Lord's Spirit again. I read the scriptures, prayed often, loved the brethren, went to church with the right motives, and openly professed Christ, although my fellow students laughed at me. George very quickly takes a turn for the Lord. He is filled with peace and confidence when he is in scripture, reading about the Creator's deeds and works, but not everything comes at the same time. Now my life became very different, although I did not give up every sin at once. He continues saying that he walked away from his bad friends, constant lying, and tavern visits. He is proof that although God works miraculously, complete change is not instant. But his love for God and his hunger to win the souls of men for him turned him from a life of sin to a life of repentance and grace. Throughout many years of George's adult life, he is called to do difficult and yet wonderful things in the name of the Lord. May the Lord graciously grant his blessing upon the institution, which will be called the Spiritual Knowledge Institution for Home and Abroad. In this part of the book, he moves into a journalistic writing style where he asks for God's blessing for a place for impoverished children to come and read the Word of God. His faith in God is overwhelming as he relies on only God for the generosity and willingness of men's hearts to contribute to and support the institution. The Lord, in answer to prayer, has given me about 50 pounds. I had only asked for 40 pounds. As he was making plans to establish a house for orphans, he puts complete trust in God for all unnecessary provisions. Food, 
money, clothes, furniture, a building, even teaching staff. Several times throughout the process of establishing the first orphan house and building more, he came to many points of complete helplessness and humility. God provided for all of George's needs in his own perfect timing, and George was confident in that. George's life of sin in the beginning was repented of and redeemed by the ever-gracious God of the universe. In one of the latest chapters, he recounted God's mercy by saying, By God's abundant mercy, I was able to delight myself in God, and he gave me the desire of my heart. He found complete joy and peace in the comfort of the love and faithfulness of God. A verse that he used to remind himself in, of this was Romans 8.28, which says, We know that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. George Muller has set an example for Christians across the world, and many people strive to live up to it. Thank you.